You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You know what's not dead to me forever? College football. And I got some bets. We got some games to talk about, even if I don't have some bets in these games, because I'm excited for tomorrow. Tomorrow, I feel like, is the day that I've waited for since July. I wanted to watch this Utah-USC game for so, so long. Alabama-Tennessee, can't wait for this game. Tennessee, for once, actually lives up to the hype. They're unbeaten coming into this game, which is rare. And it looks like the numbers telling us Bryce Young is going to play. Peach, before I break down this game, any inside information are we going to see Bryce in this game? Because uh, it's eight and a half now. Yeah, it's looking like we're going to see Bryce. Okay. And what I'm hearing uh, through the grapevine is that Tennessee's corner, it looks like one of their corners probably not going to play as well. And uh, Cedric Tillman looking unlikely that he's going to play. And that's a huge that's a huge loss for them mm-hmm. because Cedric Tillman's one of the better receivers in the country. Now, it didn't really matter last week uh, against LSU and that terrible secondary because Hendon Hooker, who's also a little bit beat up right now, but he looked fine. He didn't get hit at all against LSU. And right now, Hendon Hooker's kind of like become the Baker Mayfield, Joe Burrow, where you didn't know where he was projected to be taken. And now he's a first round pick. He's going to be a Heisman finalist. He hasn't thrown a pick all season long. Uh, He could use his legs. He could push the ball down the field. He's one of my favorite quarterbacks to watch. I really like this Tennessee offense, but I have some major concerns on the defensive side of the ball. Their offense, though, man, like they run a play every 20 seconds. They have explosive playmakers. Hooker himself, like I said, he could use his legs. But here's the thing, like without Tillman, they're probably going to be doing some dinking and dunking, hitting guys in the flats. And Alabama's the third best tackling team in the country. I know that we worry a little bit about their secondary, but the secondary has been much better. Uh, They have Will Anderson, and he's right now playing the best football of the season. He's going to be a top five pick. He had 10 pressures against Texas A&M's offensive line. What is he going to do against Tennessee? Mm. Uh, They could get after the quarterback. Tennessee. Last week, they were without Gerald Mincy, who's their left tackle. It looks like he's going to play in this game, but I would still probably monitor that because he wasn't healthy enough to go against a rival like LSU. How healthy is he going to be in one week against Bama? Like you said, looks like Cedric Tillman's not going to go. He's their best wide receiver. And I know we keep ragging on Bama's secondary because they have a great pass rush and they're just as good as we thought they were going to be up front. But Arnold and Kool-Aid McKinstry are actually the highest graded secondary players per uh, for, per. Pro, pro football focus. So they're graded out pretty high, man. And I think they could have some success if Tillman's not out there and at least limit them to like 30, 35 points. I wouldn't play the under in this game, even though I think it could go under because I think Bama's also going to look to run the ball That's a lot. what I was wondering too. I would go under, especially I would wait though yeah. until game time because especially if Bryce is in this game, no money's not coming in on the under. Everybody's going to bet the over right. thinking, you know, yeah. two weeks secondary. What do you think we can get it up to? What's it at right now? 65 and a half. 
66 to 67, it I think. It was 66 earlier today. Yeah. And then it went down. Yeah. So I don't like that at all. Mm. I think there's going to be a buy. I mean, if you get past you know certain numbers here, especially with a total that high, because I think Bama's going to run the ball, especially if Bryce is 60%, man, you could get Tennessee by running the ball. And Gibbs is their best player. He's not only their best pass catcher, because that's the problem with Bama this year. They don't have the Amari Cooper, the Jerry Judy, right. the Devontae Smith on the outside. Right. So they're doing things a little bit differently, and it's been a lot of Bryce, obviously, and he takes care of the football. Last week, it's hard to break down last week because they turned the ball over four times, but that was with Milrow at quarterback, a running quarterback. Exactly. But even if Bryce is going, you don't want him taking too many hits. I think this is a big game, a big game for Gibbs. I want to see his props. We've talked about this. He's averaging over eight yards per carry. Tennessee can't really stop anybody. They are better up front. They could get after the quarterback, but... I'm going to end up betting Bama. I have a Tennessee ticket right now, but that that's that's from preseason, game of the year line, and if Bryce plays, I would play them up to nine. I think they win this game by at least 10. I agree. No, I agree with everything you've said. Look, and a thing too, everybody wants to overreact to what they saw against Texas A&M with Milrow playing. I honestly thought Bama was impressive in like to win that game, right? Yeah. Backup quarterback, you turn the ball over four times, you miss two field goals, and you need a goal line stop at the end just to win that game. So for him, the just good teams find a way to win sometimes, right? Survive yeah. in advance. Now they go this week. Yeah, just against, like Texas. Right, exactly. Yes. And and everybody just watched what Tennessee did to LSU. The way that game started, like for LSU to fumble the opening kickoff and yeah. Tennessee to recover, like that just... Game's over before yeah. it starts, folks. And that's what happened in Bill's Steelers, right? Like yep. the game's just over yeah. when that happens, right thing, when it starts. And the thing with Bama's defense, even with the secondary young to start the season, and again, Kool-Aid McKinstry's a pro. Like he, he's going to be a first-round pick here. Yeah. And even like the Texas game, I know that obviously Quinn goes down in the first quarter and they were putting up some points and some yardage. But even in that game... Texas didn't put up over 375 yards. Arkansas, even with a healthy K.J. Jefferson, didn't put up over 375 yards. This is a really good defense, mm-hmm. and I don't think they're overrated. So it would be Bama or pass, uh, unless you get like a 10, 10 and a half, then maybe Tennessee. But I'm looking to play Alabama if Bryce is out there. The other game that I got to talk about here really quickly, USC-Utah. I think everybody knows what side I'm on. Utah, this is season on the line here. If they have any dreams of winning the Pac-12, they have to win this game. They have one loss in conference. Obviously, the opening night loss to Florida. Both of those games on the road. And USC, they're hyped up, but they're rightfully hyped up. But also, like, offensively, teams have figured them out a little bit. You know, the first three games with Lincoln Riley there, they went for over 500 yards. Granted, look at week one. They played Rice. Uh, The last few weeks, they haven't won over 350 yards. Even that game against Oregon State, man, the Beavers figured them out. Oregon State wins that game if Chance Nolan doesn't throw the ball to USC four times. Correct. They've had better turnover luck than anybody in the country. And I just think that here's finally the opportunity where Utah could play their game because Cam Rising's not going to turn the ball over. I know they don't have the outside weapons that they did last year. I know they're beat up in the tight end room. But I think this is finally the game where Utah is going to be able to run the ball. The offensive line hasn't been as good as I projected coming into the season. Tavion Thomas has also been beat up. Last week was really encouraging. Even though they lost the game, he averaged four or five yards per carry. And they didn't really work him too hard. Only 18 carries. They probably should have given him the ball a little bit more. And now he's going against USC. And that's their weakness. They could get after the quarterback. Actually, the last couple weeks, they've been winning because of their defense, because of their pass rush. But you could get them with the run game. They're outside the top 100 right now in success rate. They're on the bottom half in stuff rate and line yards allowed. So I think this is finally the Tavion Thomas game. And uh, I think that he's going to have over 100 yards rushing. So if I get a prop for him, I'm going to take his rushing yards over. Utah's my favorite bet this weekend. Favorite bet. Mm. Here's one where we're going against each other, though. I'm taking Michigan. I've went back and forth. 
I'm on Michigan minus seven. It's seven and a half. I completely understand why you would play Penn State. That's but what I, I took don't. It at. Oh, seven and a half. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't like James Franklin. I love James uh, Franklin, the either. recruiter, especially now because Penn State, the last eight years, has not been able to run the football. I feel like they haven't been able to run the football since Curtis Enos was there. So James Franklin goes out, gets two of the best backs in the country. Last season, they only averaged 108 rushing yards, and this is in the Big Ten per game. Now they average 200. Nick Singleton himself averages five yards per carry, and that's after initial contact. He has seven explosive runs this season, and he's split in carries. So imagine if he was the lead back. But I think this is a great matchup for Michigan because both teams, and we talk about Michigan's, like, their pass rush and how good they are against the run. Penn State's just as good against the run. But what this comes down to is J.J. McCarthy, what scares me a little bit, this is his first real big test. You know, because Maryland, okay, that's a big game. And also, Michigan's defense in that game, that I don't know if they're overhyped, but they gave up 27 points and over 350 yards to Maryland. Now they're going against Penn State. And I know Penn State could run the ball, but Michigan is only allowing, I believe, 85 rushing yards per game. So I think that that'll limit both backs. And then you're relying on Sean Clifford to beat that secondary. Sean Clifford this season has more turnover-worthy throws than explosive plays down the field. I know he's been there for 15 years. And Mike it feels Morris, like forever, doesn't it? And Mike Morris is playing his best football right now for Michigan. Five sacks. He's a game wrecker. I just think this is a good spot for Michigan to finally prove that they are a top 10 team and prove that they're going to be long on the field with Ohio State here in a couple of weeks. So uh, I did take Michigan at the big house. If this game's at Penn State, I'd probably take them. Mm-hmm. Or if the seven and a half's available. But I'll go with Michigan in this spot. Uh, one thing, I like the under in Clemson, Florida State here. And I'm going to wait and play this before game time thinking that maybe it goes up a little bit here. Just if you look at it, you know, Clemson this season, they've actually been really good offensively and a little bit of a disappointment defensively, especially in their secondary. Running the ball, you can't really do that against them. They could get after the quarterback. But if you look at what they do offensively, like DJ this season, he's slimmed down. He's using his legs more. He has 311 rushing yards, 14 touchdowns, only two picks. And obviously they're going to use Will Shipley a lot. Florida State, like North Carolina State, Florida State's got a really good defense. So North Carolina State last week only cracked 300 yards, barely. That's because they have a top 20 secondary. But where you could beat Florida State is on the ground, 88th against the run. So I think Clemson's going to look to run the ball. I don't know if they're going to be able to cover this number. If like six, six and a half was there, I get why people bought in on Florida State. I don't know if I could do it, though. They've lost two straight games. Jordan Travis is coming off his worst game. If they have to push the ball down the field, I want to say he was 15 of 30 passing the ball last week. And uh, that was against North Carolina State. Now he steps up in class with this Clemson defense. I'm going to play the under because I think both teams are going to look to run the ball. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Uh, last one I got for you. I am going to go over in Oklahoma State TCU. It's chalky. I don't care. The entire public's probably going to bet the over. Uh, this is a game where you think like, okay, everybody's going to bet the over, and then it's 21-17 going into the second quarter, and you're like, ah, I overthought that. And then but, it, but then it goes over in the full game anyway, just like uh, TCU-Kansas. Yeah, exactly. And like Oklahoma State, the way that they're playing right now on the offensive side of the ball, they've been electric, man. And it makes me yep. feel a little bit better about Notre Dame in that bowl game, urinating down their leg in the second half, because I was like, how are you going to let Spencer Sa- or you know Sanders do this to you? 
But right now, Oklahoma State is third in the country in scoring offense, 46 points per game. They're 58th in scoring defense, though, giving up 24 points per game. Now they're going against TCU, who look what they're doing in the passing game. 300 passing yards per game with Max Duggan. He's got over 1,000 yards himself, 14 touchdowns to just one pick. I still don't understand why he wasn't the starting quarterback coming into the season. No, I don't either. I know you like TCU. That's where I would lean in this game as well. I already talked about Spencer Sanders. He's got 12 touchdowns, just two picks, over 1,000 yards, 1,394 to be exact. So you have two teams that are scoring over 40 points per game, two defenses that really can't stop anybody. I like the over in that game. Yeah, it's like one of those times where 96% of the bets are on the over, and you're like, because it makes sense. Because the math doesn't Oklahoma State's line up. defense was on the field for 104 plays against yeah. Texas Tech. I just I mean, couldn't take the gassed. under in that game, man. And it's it's 68 and a half now. I yeah. played it at 68, so it's only went up the hook. I'm fine with that. I know that's a huge total, but I'll be watching that game rooting for points. So those are my bets. A couple more I could throw in here really quickly. So love Utah. That's my big one this week. I bet Coastal Carolina. I know there's a lot of money coming in on Old Dominion. Faded Coastal Carolina last week. They're back at home. I think they win this game by 14. It's 12 and a half right now. I like Auburn plus 14 and a half against Ole Miss. Possible look-ahead spot for Ole Miss. I know Auburn's terrible. I think this is a 13 and a half, 14-point spread, though. I bet Oklahoma earlier in the week, but that was at 7. It's now 9 and a half, 10. I'm good on that. And uh, Michigan minus 7. Utah on the money line. And Florida State, Clemson under. The number I got was 51. 